Welcome to the Love Jalea S podcast. It's your host, Jalea, and we are here with another episode. Last week, we had Jasmine from Pretty Jazzy Hair, as well as my very own sister, come on the show where she talked about her hair company quitting her job to actually do it full time, selling hair and wigs and other products dealing with hair, and her education journey of currently studying for her doctorate degree in healthcare administration, as well as her spiritual journey in manifesting the life that she wants, the life that she desires, the life that she deserves, you know? This week's episode, we have the owner of Babylon Body Bars, the originator of Lifestyle CEO blog, talking about her life experiences She's currently studying to become a psychologist. She loves painting, drawing, and just creating. She's the baby of six siblings, and she wants to make a difference in as many people's lives as possible, no matter how it's done. She wants to shed light on issues that people are afraid to address, encourage those who lost their voice, and remind people that they're not alone, no matter the situation. We have... Miss Casey, let's give her a warm thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. So I want to ask you about Corona, like with the COVID-19, how has this quarantine or just this whole situation impacted Casey, the CEO, entrepreneur, Casey, the student and Casey, Casey? Okay, so um, for starters, I work in healthcare. I do work in an urgent care clinic, so I'm considered essential. This whole COVID ordeal has put a lot of stress on me as far as the workplace because, you know, I'm still having to work as normal. I'm still having to go out into the public as normal. So it's like I can only be so cautious. I can't, I can't stay at home and possibly quarantine like the rest of you guys. So that kind of sucks. And um, my stepmother has actually been battling stage four cancer. We've been kind of keeping that, you know, on the low, but she recently tested positive for COVID as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been pretty tough, especially on my dad. Um, I've been quarantined from being exposed. My dad has been quarantined for being exposed and it's not fun at all. It's actually one of the, like one of the most sickening things because I ran out of stuff to do by like three o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm like one of those people who constantly needs to fill my day with something. And it was, it was really awful. And the Arkansas Department of Health carefully monitored me. And, you know, thankfully my stepmom is making a recovery. Thankfully my dad did not contract it. I did not contract it. So we're just trying to stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. This tough. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. So you said you're in the healthcare field. Like, do you go to the hospitals? Are you seeing patients with corona or is it like a different field or a different area that you're in? Well, urgent care, you know, is somewhere that people kind of go to prevent from going to the hospital. So we, um, my clinic, there are several other clinics in the, um, in the thing that we have, the train of clinics or whatever, but they, mm-hmm. 
um, they're testing for it. We're not. So my clinic is one of the clinics that does it. But we do have patients that come in that have symptoms. And then we later on find out that they're positive. So we aren't actually, you know, going out to the hospitals or an actual testing facility, but we do, you know, kind of come in contact with patients or sick people here and there. And we're like, really worried. <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. Because you never know. This one uh, patient that we actually had, of course, we can't disclose names, but she actually um, was intubated and on a vent. And they did not know that she had COVID until, you know, she came to and she could tell them, hey, I went this place, this place, this place. And that's how we found out that we had come in contact with her. You said intubated. What does that mean? Intubation is something that they do when you're no longer able to breathe on your own. They literally um, put you to sleep, they sedate you, and they put, I forgot what the tube is made of, but they put it down in your throat and it just kind of breathes for you. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a vent is, you know, a ventilator. It's the machine mm -hmm. that's used to help help you breathe without being conscious. Okay. So how have you personally taken this mentally, like as far as you're seeing the symptoms, you're seeing everything that's going on in the urgent care. Like, how are you taking care of yourself and mentally and physically as you go out and see this throughout the day? Okay. Um, me personally, at first, I did think it was a bunch of, you know, I thought it was not true. But when mm -hmm. I started seeing how sick people were actually getting in the, the, the way that the economy and the, you know, the city, the states, the way everybody was starting to make changes due to the virus, I started to take a lot more precautions. I mean, I wash my hands, I wear um, my mask the way I'm supposed to, I make sure that my family does, especially my dad, like my older, my grandparents, and then, um, you know, just everybody around me, I'm like, you know, wash your hands, you don't have to take any necessary super extreme precautions but just be sure to maintain good hygiene that's the most important what I've learned from being in healthcare is you know the gloves they're cool but gloves are going to hold on to a lot more bacteria than you would just normally washing your hands so mm -hmm. I don't I don't typically you know wear the gloves but I do just maintain I wash my hands I don't touch my face um, I try to stay out of super crowded places such as Walmart and you know, even if I do have to go in, I try to social distance, you know, it's hard with a bunch of people shopping, but it has affected me in a way that, you know, it's kind of surreal because I never expected, you know, we never expected anything like this to happen ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think we'll go back to normal after this, because even after it all blows over and like they say outside opens back up I don't mm -hmm. think that I don't think we'll go back to regular scheduled programming at all. I think people are still going to be nervous to mm -hmm. go certain places and do certain things and even just cautious like let me still stay a distance because we don't until they get a vaccine it's still right. rampant out in the city in the country too yeah definitely for so um your body bars and your soaps and your scrubs how is that i know that's a good thing well we're not going to say that this thing is a good thing, but for business, you have um, seen an increase in your orders from Corona. Can you talk more about that? 
Yes, I actually have. Um, it's crazy because when I started making, creating, and selling soap, I never expected, of course, this to happen. So it's just like, it was a huge coincidence. It's like, I sell soap and people are now constantly washing their hands. They're constantly showering. And it's just like, you know, people just want to take a lot better care of themselves. So it just, it kind of worked out for the better in one way and then for the worst in another way. For the better, I'd say that my business has increased tenfold since it launched in January. When I look at the analytics every month and I'm viewing numbers, I'm just in shock because I never ever expected it to launch this and be this big thing. And it's like, I expected it to maybe be local and I'd, you know, make a few deliveries here and there, but it's like, I'm shipping to places like Baltimore and California and Chicago, mm -hmm. Mississippi, Missouri, Texas. It's just every day there's something new. So it worked for the better in that way. And for the worse, I'd have to say it would be stores closing and mm -hmm. everything being pushed to online. Girl, that was the worst part because a lot of my products, I use all natural products. Um, you know, if that was just something that you wondered about. Every product that I use is 100% natural. So I use essential oils. I'm using, um, you know, herbs and things like that. So the stores that closed down, a few stores, they had all the products that I needed. So I was forced to use online, which I did have a backup. You know, you always have a backup. Mm -hmm. But the online places were being sold out completely. So I was pushing release dates and restock dates further and further back and at first I did allow my customers to continue to order when stuff was out of stock but it got so bad that I had to completely not allow anybody to order anything because I had so many orders backed up so it kind of sucked in that sense because I hate you know bad customer service I don't mm -hmm. want anybody waiting three to four yeah. weeks on an order I don't want anybody um you know just you know having a wait that long for something that they paid for mm -hmm. um that's not that's something that I pride myself on I have a two to five day turnaround and that's because of you know work and school but now yeah. that we're not doing anything my turnaround is actually a lot quicker okay. so that was kind of terrible it sucked <laughs> but you're back up and running now right yes oh my gosh yes the stores have opened I'm guessing um some of the companies that I use they have restocked both online in store so I actually went to a bunch of stores and girl I cleaned them out I bought everything <laughs> that they had I bought everything that they had and then I also have a few online orders on the way so I am preparing just in case anything right. happens again where I can't get... happen again to you right girl it was awful mm -hmm. Okay, well, I want to get into um, your blog, lifestyleceo.blog. I'll put that her website in the show notes to so both the blog and the body bars. But you had a insert where you talked about your relationship with your mother. How has that impacted you growing up and even now? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so... Um... I let's just let's just dive right into that one because that is a really good question that I have grown to be more open to talk about um as a teenager early on I did not talk about it um a lot of my friends they didn't ask about it they just kind of knew I had that fence up but now I'm I'm ready to talk about it um I was raised by my father I've been with him since I was two years old mm -hmm. um and I want to say that I didn't see my own mom again until I was 
oh my gosh, was I 12 or 13? So there was like a pretty, you know, big age gap where you're just like, all I knew was my dad. But um, it was very emotional. I want to say that you don't realize the damage that things do to you as a child and as a teenager, adolescent, until you get old enough to know what those issues are. So it's like now that I can realize, you know, childhood trauma, um, you know, abandonment issues and trust issues. Now that I can realize and process things like that, I realized that I did suffer from like a lot of that growing up. Um, I did. It was so bad. I remember, um, <laughs> I remember like I would always have my friends sign these little contracts to make sure that they were still my friends. <laughs> it was so funny, but it was true. That's something I really did as a kid. I was like, I would literally write up these contracts and have them sign them to make sure that, you know, they were still my friends because How I was so scared. This? I want to say I was in sixth grade. How old was I in sixth grade? I want to say Maybe like thir- maybe it was around that period. Maybe it was like thirteen. <laughs> so, so you were just like, if you if you not like, did you have any ultimatums? Like, if you're not my friend, I'm gonna. No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have any ultimatums. It was just you know, it was the kid in me. You did silly things, and then Mm -hmm. me not knowing how to how do you know basically accept a friend like I really did not ever believe anybody was my friend that was Mm -hmm. something that I really had to come to terms with as an adult because it carried over I had um, really bad trust issues with people and it's like um I'm a people person like you can put me in a room with anybody I'm gonna get along with them so I had to learn how to put my personal issues aside and really heal as an individual to you know get over those trust issues and those abandonment issues but my dad he was amazing he still is amazing he um you know he stepped into the plate and played both roles in my life and I would love to you know I would love to say that I turned out okay. I turned out pretty decent thanks to him. So I'm super, super thankful for him. Words cannot describe how thankful. Yeah. So when you said you grew from the the trust, like to learn how to trust people, is that from you personally or did you build a relationship with your mom to where it was like, okay, I'm healed from that. Now I can go outside of my family and build relationships with friends and people outside your family Mm, that's a good question (laughs) um I would love to say that I actually want to say I healed first but you know healing is stages you know it's not black and white it's kind of ugly it's messy it's painful so I want to say I kind of healed in stages and when I started college uh, my freshman year of college fall 2015 that is when um the relationship with my mom began to kind of you know, heal itself as well. Um, She kind of moved closer to me, you know, in the city. And Mm -hmm. so I visited a lot more. Um, You know, she called a lot more. And it's to this day, it's like, um, it's gotten better. We've had several talks. We've had several, you know, moments where we're emotional and we kind of talk about things. And I'm glad to say that we're in a much better place now. Me being, um, I'm about to be 24 this year. So I'm just you know, I'm ready for a bunch of positivity. I feel like my life is elevating and I want her support just as much as I want my dad's support. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm thankful that we're in a better place. I know it's only up from here. Right. 
So with your stepmom, like, did you know she wasn't your stepmom? I think she, you were with your dad since two. So how did that relationship come about? Like, how soon was she in your life? And did you see her as a mother figure that you can look up to? Um, yes, in a way, um, I was with my dad since two, but I want to say they got married around maybe when I was six. Okay. Yeah, so I was probably, you know, it was four years, and girl, my dad used to do my hair. He mm-hmm. used to, all my, like, childhood pictures, if you see those ponytails and barrettes, that was all my dad. Like, he perfected hairdoing. And it was neat. Teeth. It wasn't like, you know, how some girl, dad, it was kind of messy. Yes, the people at, like, my preschool, they never even believed my dad. They were like, no way you're doing her hair. And he was like, yeah, you know, I have to. But Mm -hmm. I met, um, he met her when, well, I guess they were dating. You know, she, we lived in an apartment complex, and she actually stayed right across the hall. So they started dating, and then um, eventually they got married. And I want to say I was about six. And, you know, she wasn't my mom, but I knew that, you know, you know, I knew, hey, this is, as a child, I'm like, okay, this is my daddy's person or you know whatever but once we all moved in together she did um she helped me a lot like she was there from you know when I was six up until college you know what I mean like she was there she was present so she was just like an actual figure somebody that I had to look at and be like hey you know I did live in a two-parent household for the most part so Mm -hmm. she did play a huge role in that and she um she helped me through a lot. She used to do my hair, you know, different styles because, of course, she knew she actually had five daughters. So, you know, as I'm getting older, I want to try new things. Of course, she she knew. Um, and, you know, when you that womanhood where you're transitioning into a woman, she was there for that. Like, she she played a big role. And I love her to pieces as well. <laughs> That's good. For a speedy recovery for her. Oh, me too. <laughs> for, um... I want to get into your work. Like you mentioned in your blog that you were working 12 hours, going to school full time. Um, when did you know to slow down? Like you were working, I'll put the, her blog in the, on the show notes, but she was talked about working 12 hour shifts, going to school full time. Like you were transitioning to a new school. So how did, how did you know to slow down and what, what did that teach you back then? Girl, it taught me that you have to take care of you first because something could happen to me today and I'm pretty sure that job will replace me tomorrow. So it really, it really did teach me that. Um, I've always worked a full-time job since I've been in school. So since 2015, um, right after graduation, I got my first job and I've always been pretty much full-time. But um, it wasn't that I got familiar with the 12-hour shifts. Um, I was actually a 911 dispatcher, well, an emergency dispatcher for the ambulance service. So that was my first, my first run with the 12-hour shifts. And, girl, it was, it was a lot to do at first. And then um, it became a problem when I actually moved to night shifts. Because when I moved to night shifts, I would literally be awake from, you know, 6 or 7 p.m. to you know, 7 a.m. the next day, and then I would go home, I would literally shower, put on my clothes, nap for 30 minutes, and then I would get on the interstate and drive 45 minutes to school. Mm -hmm. So, and so I wouldn't be able to go to sleep until probably 1 to 2 p.m. that day, only to be back up at, you know, 6 or 7 for work. See, I couldn't Um, imagine that, like, because I was in school (laughs) full-time, and I'm just like, I don't know how I could 
put like I would have to have done it but it's like how was I going to put in 12 hours of work and sleep and school and studying I really commend you for that because I don't know how I could have done it (laughs) well thank you it definitely was not easy and I didn't think I could do it like I honestly I remember um I do have a journal it's obvious I love to write but I do have a journal and I remember writing my prayer at the beginning of school and it was like God please keep me safe on the interstate this Mm -hmm. semester because I know so many people who have they've fallen asleep you know um somebody that I actually used to work with she fell asleep and had a terrible car accident and she actually had to learn how to walk all over again and you know I used to I was praying for her that whole time I'm like oh my god I cannot imagine because that could be me because she Mm -hmm. was driving she was in school full-time she was working full-time she was driving back and forth she had a child I'm like oh my god that really kind of was like, yeah, you need to, you need to chill because this is, this is not okay. You're a girl. One time I did fall asleep actually. And cars were like honking at me because they saw, I guess they saw that I was like, <laughs> off the interstate. you were drunk or something maybe. Man. So I'm like, Oh no, like, let me stop before they call the police. So I had to just kind of turn the air up. I had to blast oh music and try to get home. Um, but I did ended up, I ended up cutting my hours at work because school is my number one priority of course Mm -hmm. we all need money but my number one priority is to get an education so um that was number one I wasn't cutting back hours in school I was not doing that (laughs) it just wasn't happening Mm -hmm. so I ended up cutting back my hours at work and um the days that I had class I only worked like a half a day I would come to work after class and then I would get off at seven um I actually moved back to days so on days I didn't have class, I would work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., mm-hmm. which was fine. And then days that I did, I just um, did not go to class until after. I mean, I did not go to work until after class. Okay. So, yes, so that helps me. You, what advice would you give listeners to that's dealing with this, like to slow down or just anything that from experience? Because I, I don't have any experience in this. Yeah. So. <laughs> As far as um, when to know to, that they need to slow down and making sure that they don't put themselves in danger. Yeah. Um, one great snippet of advice I would say is listen to your body. Pay attention to your body because I was literally exhausted. I would be running on empty. I would barely eat because I would have to sleep so I would sacrifice my eating to go to sleep I'm like do I want to stay up another hour or so and cook or do I want to use this hour and try to get rest so you have to pay attention to your body um when your body is at a point where you're you're feeling out of energy or you're you find yourself sacrificing sleep or sacrificing time to eat just that that should be your point you should know that um you're overwhelmed you should always have an adequate amount of time to do everything in your life. If you can't complete all of your tasks in, you know, a smooth rotation, then you need to take something out. Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason you should be eating less than you work or eating less than you sleep or sleeping more than you can even, you know, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So if you, um, if you're one of those people that was spread really, really thin, I would just advise you to pay attention to your body. Um, make sure that you're getting enough sleep because you have to rest. Your body cannot function properly if you're not resting. So just make sure that you're 
you know, managing your time in the way that's best for your health. Because, yeah, it was um, it was pretty bad on my health. I was even, you know, iron was low and a bunch of other things because I wasn't eating properly. So y'all just got to make sure you take care of your body. Please. Yes, ma'am. So I want to get <laughs> back to your business that you're doing, the Babylon Body Bars. How did that come about? And even the name, like I, I guess I probably could have asked you earlier, like when you <laughs> actually started, but what made you come up with that name too? Because it is like um, catchy. So um that actually um when I was doing research for Babylon body bars um when I first got into soap making it um I found out that soap originally was made in Babylon um and I want to say was it 2000 BC or around 2000 BC or 4000 something like that um it's all it it was on the um, site at first but I took it down but yes soap was originally made in Babylon they were making soap from ashes and boiled fats so you can imagine how that pretty much was going back then contrary to popular belief fats and oils are are the um qualities that make your soaps lather so I'm pretty sure that they were getting some really sudsy soaps back then if they were using actual fats and boiling mm-hmm. you know everything we use these days is kind of fractioned and you know even though it's natural it's not natural like they were probably slaughtering animals and using it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um that's how I came up with the name um I was like you know what and then when I bought the name I actually own the name I own everything so mm-hmm. when I bought it I you know of course you have to go through all this these series of checks to make sure that it's no it's not out there anywhere else and um after I purchased the LLC I actually had to go again and do what was called a DBA I believe because an LLC is one thing but to fully own it um it actually is copyrighted and it actually is bought as far as you know, a manufacturer, a soap, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I went and did the, all of that, I had to make sure that nobody else had it. And that's just kind of how I stuck with the name. I hated it at first. Y'all, I promise I hated it. I wanted to rebrand so bad. But when people started shopping with me more, they were like, wait a minute. You know, I like it. They're like, it's catchy. It's simple. Like, I like And there's a meaning behind it too. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of just stuck with it. And, um, I got into soap making actually because my skin is so sensitive. It's, I mean, I didn't feel clean with the soaps that were out there for sensitive skin, Mm -hmm. um, commercial soaps. We can't bash any names. Y'all know that, but, um, commercial soaps that I was using for strictly for sensitive skin, I just didn't feel clean. And even, like now with my soap, I could take a shower. It doesn't matter where I've been. I could honestly see all the dirt, you know, rinse off in the tub. So I feel clean. My skin is not dried out. I'm not covered in like a layer of film. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's healthier because, you know, I don't have any harsh chemicals, no perfumes, no harsh right. dyes, any of that. So it's just a lot healthier. And um, I'm, you know, starting this whole healthy lifestyle thing. So <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of the food that you put on Instagram too. I'm like, I need a plate, but I'm all the way in Texas. (laughs) Um, So for our homework assignment, we always do homework assignments at the end of the week. What what would you assign us to do for the week? Um, Dealing with anything. It can be 
whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. One thing that I would tell everybody to do for the end of the week is something I do every week. I write a list of short-term goals, nothing too big, nothing too out of the ordinary, just something to either keep you busy, something that, you know, helps you with any progress that you're making. Uh, write a list, like get some pen and paper, leave your phone alone, physically write a list, like do what I had to say it. Do what the Bible tells you to do, y'all. Listen, we are hard-headed. Write it down and make it plain. You want it to happen, write it down. Um, I'm a big fan of writing. Like, I love writing. I have, I don't know how many journals laying around here that are just full of stuff. So I would advise everybody to, even if it's not a list, write something. Just write, express yourself. Just get it out there. Do it and, um, and you know, date it. I always love dating it. So maybe after you accomplish it or, you know, after you write down this memory, express how you feel, you can go back and look at it and just see how far that you've come. I challenge everybody to do that by the end of the week. Write something. Okay. And be sure to check the description box on where to find Casey on all the socials. Oh, we want to spend the day with you. Oh. So, <laughs> so we want to follow you to know, like, what is it behind the scenes that... Casey does for her soaps and maybe doing the orders, just whatever, like school work, however you want um, to spend the day with us. Well, whatever day that you choose this week. Oh, wow. And we can make that, it happen. that seems fun. Um, I've never had anybody interested in my day before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we can definitely do that. Um, you know, I do, like I told you, I do work, so I'll have to see what I'm doing this weekend. And I'm terrible, y'all, I'm terrible with planning. I have a planner that cost me almost $40, and I want to tell y'all, I am, like, it sucks because I will write down everything, and then I will still forget. My memory is not my friend. <laughs> so do you use your phone, though? Because I know sometimes, like, I would put it in my phone and have it as an alert, too, like, 15 minutes before yeah. the day of, and you still just, like yeah definitely and then um I'll do that and then sometimes girl I'll still forget <laughs> so it I really just have to I have to buckle down on that that's something I'm uh I want to get better at because I'm not spending another 40 dollars on the planner to not plan properly so right. I will definitely um you know I have all your information I'll contact you between today and tomorrow and just let you know what day this weekend if those days are good for you because um I know I have a free weekend so those okay. are probably the best days. Sounds good. We'll make it happen. Thank you so much, Casey, for coming on and just giving us more of you and explaining like how your story. Are. Can you talk about some of the products that you have? Because I know you just came out with the scrub. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Babylon Body Bars actually has a calendar that is dated from January 2020 through January 2021. So we have a lot of new releases. Um, this month we have, I'll go ahead and tell y'all, we have two new soaps dropping. Um, I have, and, and one of them is actually gonna be my first swirl bar. I've gotten into soap swirling. It's not as easy as it sounds because you actually have to kind of combine two soaps at, mm -hmm. at the same time when you're uh, molding and pouring that i've gotten into that so i'm excited for y'all to see those um and then Where another bar it? oh great I know, I got oh. go ahead 
No, you're fine. Um, which one did which ones did you have before? The the orange one. I forgot that name. The honey pot. The honey, honey pot. pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, the let me see the newest soaps that I have coming out. Okay, I will tell you that I am launching a sorbet collection. So okay. um, the swirl soaps will be the first soaps soaps a part of the sorbet collection, and they will be orange sorbet and raspberry sorbet the orange sorbet is going to be a mixture of um orange essential oils and peppermint so it gives you kind of like an orange minty kind of kind of smell um i love the peppermint essential oils girl that's my favorite soap if i i hate to say it i gotta pick a favorite of my own soaps but that's my favorite Mm -hmm. um the anti-stress it works wonders and the raspberry sorbet it will be um a mixture of I'm still I'm still getting that one together um I know for sure that that one will also have peppermint oil but I'm I'm trying to get the the other scent together I'm not sure what will mix well with that as far as for color purposes and all that so I'm still on the drawing board. <laughs> okay. So picking these scents, like, that goes together. Are you look, Are you testing it, like, with your customers to see, like, hey, do y'all like this scent? Or is it you already have something in mind when you create these? Girl, they literally hit me out of nowhere. I carry um, a book. It's a black and white book. It's actually by a Black doctor. She, um, I found it at Michael's and she has like a whole line of stuff. So it has like these little motivational things in it, but I literally carry it. I carry it around. And whenever something hits me, I literally put it in there. Like all of the recipes are in there. Um, the new collections, like there's literally pages just full of me sketching and question marks and, you know, measurements, certain things like that. So whenever it hits me, I just kind of, um, I just kind of roll with it. I'm like, like you know how you get an idea and then it just trickles down you're adding on this adding on that that's just how it goes and actually my boyfriend is the first person that uses everything (laughs) (laughs) I forced him literally when I first started making soap we would be making soap in the middle of the day and I'd be like here go take a shower like he would have to go get in the shower in the middle of the day to try all of the soaps like seriously he was like okay but I just took one now he's smelling like flowers but I need him to go take one that smells like honey oh my god (laughs) girl yes he he's so like supportive as far as ideas he's like sure whatever you need me to do oh (laughs) it's always good to have somebody supporting you making sure that that you stay on it and just rooting for you that whole way yes oh goodness and that's also you. another exclusive because nobody knew that I had a boyfriend. So oh, thank you. You know, we're just <laughs> we just sharing today. We are sharing today. <laughs> Pouring our hearts out today. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, that the Black Owned Journal that you mentioned too. Can you send me that link and I'll put that, I want to get that journal. And then I'll put it in the show notes too. Definitely, definitely. I sure will. I for sure want that. But I appreciate you for coming. Every episode, I always speak life into my guests and the listeners just throughout the day that in every day and every way that you're getting better and better, that your business grows beyond what you thought it would be and that we're all healthy like throughout this Corona, COVID-19 time that 
we all stay healthy and those that are closest to us that may have it, that they have a speedy recovery and that whatever God has in store for our life that is fulfilled and more than we imagine and even could think of. Thank you so much for coming. We're going to get out of here and I'll put everything in the show notes and we'll be looking forward to spending the day with you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for reaching out, girl. I was so nervous, but you are the best host ever. Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. I'll see. talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye. Love, Julia S.